Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, hey guys. Welcome to your weekly therapy. Uh, my name is Mr. Williams or Tal Williams. I am a educator and now a therapist. My name is Amory DiPietro and I am still a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Still, she's still here, guys. I know. She's still hanging in. I'm getting so old. Um, so we do small groups for, for teachers. We were talking this week about like children and anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And... So I have an education background and went into mental health, but you've been in mental health for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's a trend of children like spiking with anxiety? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's gotten incrementally worse as the years have gone on, as there's become more things to be anxious about. Yeah. And I think that like COVID kind of showed us signs of that. It's more talked about now and you can see like, where the anxiety is coming in. And mm-hmm. we were talking about da, 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 TV shows. Children and reality TV shows. Um, what was the first reality TV show or TV show you remember seeing children in? Like uh, like mainly children. Mickey Mouse Club with, you know, all our faves. Brittany, Justin, Ryan Gosling. Christina Aguilera. Oh, Christina. But Ryan Gosling. Um, I guess mine is Disney. I'm pretty sure it was Disney. The first show I remember seeing kids in, and it was a reality show, was, um, do you remember Bug Juice? It doesn't come in a jar. Bug juice doesn't come in a jar. Like, that was a freaking bop. What was the other line? Juice comes from who you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know the rest of it, but I loved it. And there's also, like, not related, a juice you could get. It was always in the gas stations, but the Bug Juice Juicies. Do you remember really? those? Really? Yeah. No. Um, but I remember Bug Juice, and I remember, like, that was the first... That was the first TV show I'd seen that was about solely children. Like, children weren't, like, happened to be in it. It was about kids. If you don't know what Bug Juice is, <laughs> Bug Juice was a TV show on, um, I'm pretty sure it's Disney. And it followed a group of kids at summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching it and, like, as a kid being, like, obsessed with it and being like, oh, my gosh, th- it's speaking to me. But then we're talking about, like, anxiety and children and that... Looking back now at so many TV shows as adults, you're like you can see children having like complete anxiety and panic attacks in them, mm-hmm. and also like this idea of like there's a specific episode of Bug Juice where it's like kids were making fun of like uh, another camper's like weight or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself then like like this is such a great thing we're learning to be empathetic, but like I can guarantee that when that kid went back to school and kids saw that episode, they weren't empathetic towards them because right. kids are sometimes jerks you know Mm -hmm. like love them but like we need to teach kids empathy right Mm -hmm. yeah i remember seeing that episode being like damn as an adult now like that would give me so much anxiety oh for sure and like how are kids fully knowing do you think that kids can fully consent to being on tv no of course not 
Of course not. I mean, if you even like look at my Instagram, every time I post pictures of my niece, like I always have her face covered because my right. best friend is like very adamant about my niece being old enough to consent to her face being on social media. Right. And we were talking a little bit and we'll definitely touch on this later because I think it is like important too. like even as adults, are we do we fully know like digital footprint, digital footprint. It's like out there like what what we put is forever. Well, I mean, I think you learned that lesson. Oh, I definitely I've learned it a thousand times. I feel like like with yeah. ever, like, oh, my God. So it's like shit stays out there. And like in one moment, you're OK with that. And then maybe and in the next you're not. And mm-hmm. so like. I don't know, like even adults have regrets and like, are they fully consenting when they're on a TV show? Because like to fully consent, you know, every outcome. Right. Right. And then you really can't go into anything like a school interview or a job interview or even like a social setting without people already knowing so much about you. Right. Like I, I operate the world of knowing that like at any given time, like we've had clients, right. They'll be mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll, I'll go into like my first session with them and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I looked you up on, you know, I, I, I watched mm-hmm. a bunch of your videos. So it's definitely made me more so than I was with teaching now that you're, I'm working with, you know, um, I may still work with, with kids and stuff, but like that I'm used to. It's like now working with adults and, and mental health stuff, I'm like more conscious of like, am I going to make this joke and they're going to think it was about them? Because I would hate that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So then we were talking about, we were talking about this and like all these different TV shows. And there's a, there's like a couple they were talking about. So Bug Juice, I felt like I told you like the whole like idea of kids and at camp and, and, and such. You said Mickey Mouse Club and I thought that was so interesting because Mickey Mouse Club was like to make us laugh and giggle, right? But really I feel like the entire point of Mickey Mouse Club was to catapult kids into superstardom. Mm-hmm. Look what it, I mean, look at all the people it produced. Oh, for sure. You know, like how many of them are like mega stars now? A lot. There are people I didn't even realize were on Mickey Mouse Club that were on Mickey Mouse Club. Right. It was like, I mean, I feel like in a sense it's like, it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but not even because Saturday Night Live, those people are already stars on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Like in Mickey Mouse Club, like them in Mickey Mouse Club didn't make them the superstar. Right. Um, and then I was looking at other ones that we were talking about. Like, I, <coughs> I we should say, um, Anne Marie's very sick, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, that was like one of those moments where it's like, when you're almost going to shit yourself, but it was like, I'm going to cough myself. Like, you're either going to cough or shit. <coughs> she just shit, guys. Oh, my God. Could you be able to totally see through? <laughs> Anyone who watches this is going to be like, why are they obsessed with shitting and peeing? It's just funny to me because I'm a child. Speaking of gross things, um, Tigers and Tiaras. That was another one that that show was so gross to me. Oh, my God. I mean, if you talk about toddlers and tiaras, though, we have to throw back to the OG JonBenet Ramsey. She was the first toddler. She was the first tiara. I have to admit something to you. What? People have asked me, like, if there was one thing you could ever know on the whole planet, it could yeah. be anything, what would it be? And, like, hands down, without hesitation, I would say, who killed JonBenet Ramsey? <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're telling me that if it was, like, if there's one thing that you could have the answer to, it's not, like... Is there life after love? No, is there not it, at all. What, what's happening in the afterlife? No. Like, what is heaven like? No. You're like, nope. I think about who killed JonBenet Ramsey like multiple times a week. Like, I'll text my best friend Molly and be like, who do you think killed JonBenet this week? This is your Roman Empire. This is Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to know. Why don't we know? Imagine you know? if that happened now. Like, whoever killed her, we totally know. Oh, for There's sure. There's no way we wouldn't know. Yeah. I think that, and I think that's probably it too. It's like knowing that, like with the technology and the the know abouts now, it would be hard. I don't know. We say that now, but there's an entire podcast of unsolved mysteries that that's have happened true. currently. It's like, um, 
But John, imagine how much more public John Bonet would have been if there were like outlets for it other than what there right. already were. And I think that's like people of our age and, and older. Like, there's no way that you watch an episode of Toddlers and Tiaras and didn't think about that, right? Because like it mm-hmm. was, it was like a shtick that probably was like super painful for the family of like the the. There's a, movie, a musical called Ruthless that like pops in my head, but it's like the the the, the mom vicariously living through the child, you know, this the mm-hmm. shtick or this idea. And I feel like that's what Toddlers and Terrors were. We saw these kids who, like, I don't know that kid that these, like, young children's, like, dreams in life were to be flippers in their teeth, teased hair, absolutely, completely inappropriate costumes. Like, the one of the child coming out dressed like little, or, um, pretty woman. Do you remember that one? I was like, what? Like, and the thing is, like, I don't think I ever watched a full episode of Toddlers and Charles. It's always from, like, The Soup or, like, like other shows making fun of it. Because it was so cringy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think that's a good example, too. Like, those kids were on there. You saw kids having meltdown. You saw kids, like, not one do. You saw kids, like, like actively showing, like, this isn't for me, that we're still doing it. And this immense amount of anxiety. And it's, like... We're practicing over and over and over and over. Yeah. And so, like, crying and, like, defeated... Mm-hmm. Then we had, like, one of my favorite gifts ever, and I feel so bad when I send it, but Master Chef Junior, I think is what it's oh, called. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. the little girl doesn't, she's like, and just starts crying. Oh. I, like, for people that aren't watching, just listening, I'm trying to th- figure out the, it's this little girl's like cooking in a pan, and like, the whatever she makes, like, falls down, and she like has an, like, a meltdown. And like, I, I know looking at that gift, I find it to be like funny when I'm talking about like over something, but like, that was recorded. And the entire U.S. saw this the young girl's, like, breakdown over, like, cooking or something like that. And, like, mm-hmm. not only is she having anxiety in a, in a tough time in that moment, but then, like, has to live with the fact that like, she's literally a meme. Like, mm-hmm. this, like, 12-year-old's a meme. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I don't know. I'm not a meme yet. Like, God, I, I, I don't know that I ever want that. But, like... Mm, it'd be a pretty meme. Right. Like, I don't know what it, like, when you have a really good day, like, I don't know, like, when you're feeling so good about yourself. Oh my, now um, that my patients know that I work with you, like, they'll be like, pre-K pause. And I'm like, oh, hold on though. There's a lot of people in education I don't see that are still like, Mr. Williams. Or you're not even on teacher TikTok. Right. How do you know? I mean, this is a good example. You don't understand. Like, I don't know my reach. These kids don't know their reach. Like, I don't know why people who aren't teachers follow and i guess now like i think i've tried to even it out a little bit more just Mm -hmm. because there's i think i've had a lot of reckoning of like some of the teacher stuff that you put out there like Mm -hmm. i don't want to ever make jokes about like teachers and drinking again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like it's just it does shock me with the reach but Mm -hmm. i one i never wanted to do social media that's not ever been a goal or dream of, of mine it completely happened by accident so i didn't understand that the outcome of of what one video can do and it has done quite a bit like in a lot mm-hmm. of it's been good some of it's not been great but like to us 29 and still didn't know fully what could happen mm-hmm. again like how does a child well i mean imagine now i think like even being a therapist like i think it like it is something you would probably have to answer like if you were going to be employed by an agency don't you think yeah i mean i started in community health right like that was my first thing and and there was a huge conversation about that and me doing it and like to make sure that we'd have clients specifically coming just for that reason or like you know clients wondering if I was gonna ever talk about them which I I never Mm -hmm. this off I had so many boundaries when it came to the school like I have even more when it comes to what I've been putting out there for 
therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, you know, it is. I, they asked me about it mm-hmm. when I was in community health. I just, I, the, the boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I can set them. As a kid, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to. I wouldn't have known what to do. Right. Um, Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which takes us to our main topic of today. And the reason why we picked this TV show specifically. And it's not to like horribly shit on the TV show or anything like that, but it's because these these young women have grown up and really talked about their experience not only on the show, but what it did to their mental health. Mm-hmm. And and I think because they've been able to discuss it so fully, it's like an easier subject to discuss. But dance, dance moms. moms. Um, did you watch it in real time when it was 100%. out? 100%. Were you a dancer? No. Really? And new. New, but... I'll tell you why I wasn't a dancer. I was a dancer. And then we had these costumes for a recital once. And it was so itchy that I, like, lost my mind. Like, full-blown tanny, like, losing it, losing it, like, refusing to go. And my grandfather, I'll never forget this, took a bag full of cotton balls. And he stuffed cotton balls, like, in the whole outfit. Like... To help? Like, to be a barrier between, like, my skin and the thing. I literally danced with cotton balls all, like, around my outfit. And that was the last time I danced. I'm never gonna dance again. Other than, you know, like, swaying back and forth at my high school mixers, leaving room for the Holy Spirit. That's right, the mixers. The mixers. mixers. I know you love that. I I mean, I've always been in theater, right? And I was a dancer. I I played soccer and wasn't great at it. And so there, go try dance. And it made my foot work better. But I liked liked to dance. I started dancing as a kid. Dance now. You know, I Mm -hmm. I stopped taking lessons. I think dance lessons when I moved here. I think that the draw was like so many of my friends watched it. And it was like fun watching the drama. I think some of it was like fun to be like, as bad as like Miss Karen, literally was name Miss Karen was as a as a, a tap teacher. Like she never would think to talk to us in that way. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole nuanced thing of like also parents willingly putting their child not only on the show 
but on the show to be ridiculed in the way that they were and have it recorded and sent to the like entire America. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a global. Well, I also think at that time there weren't that many reality TV shows, right? Or at least with kids on them. Not with kids. I mean, we had, especially on, was it on Lifetime or TLC? Lifetime. Like we had like John and Kate, which I mean. <laughs> John and but, Kate. But, that might have been one of the first shows I watched with kids. Yeah. And, and, and for the purpose of. God, that was, show was so rough. That Johnny haircut. Kate. I had that haircut once. No, you did not. I swear. If I don't see a fucking picture of this haircut oh my God. today. Put it in this video right now. Put it in. Oh, it, my, it, my hairdresser is going to like lose her mind. I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. Praise be. Be like, but, please put it back to this. No, I for sure had it. Like I need to see it. For like years. Oh my God. But that's yeah. a good example too. Like, but that, and that was like even more so. Like, it was uh, like Dance Moms was about the kids doing dance, and, and there was like an objective of like their growth in that. Like, John and Kate plus eight was just like them as a family and the dynamic with them and the children. Mm-hmm. The, the, the uncomfortable thing for me with Dance Moms was, was that they saw how, and I'm gonna say abusive, and because it was, there was so much abusive behavior between Abby and the girls. Because you should never talk to children like that. You should never demean children like that. You should never make. I think I have a huge issue with an adult making a child side between them and a parent because that instantly creates a dynamic where abuse is just rampant. Right. Well, I, and I think too, I've read a lot of the interviews between the kids that were on Dance Moms as adults now. Yeah. And they'll say things like, um, you know, but I wouldn't be where I am today without it. And. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, a lot of people wouldn't be where they were today without trauma. 100%. You know, like, that doesn't make the trauma okay. No. That doesn't heal you from it. Right. You know, like, that directed your life course. But just like anything directs your life course. They probably look... I mean, well, I don't know. Some of them might have been like, I wish I wasn't on the show. But, you know, like, for some of them, like, Jojo Siwa. Jojo with the Bobo. Jojo with the Bobo. She's been super open about her mental health. And, yeah. like, and also, like, her experience on the show and what that meant to her. Well, I mean, first of all, like, I hope that JoJo, like, on a daily basis is, like, fuck you, everyone. Because she, like, capitalized on, <sighs> like, more than anyone. Like, I have a fucking JoJo Siwa fan it's sitting so on my desk right now. There is a JoJo Siwa portable fan. That I mean, she's a good example of, like like you said, like, capitalized so much. Like, you could, like, literally, like, JoJo Siwa like, party plates and stuff like that. Like, oh in complete, God. like, sets. JoJo Siwa, like, socks. Yeah. JoJo she's, Siwa, like, I don't know. And she's been open about, like, not only, like, her mental health, but also, like, coming out, right? Because, like, that was, like, she was, like, a Nickelodeon star. So not only was she a teen not teen mom <laughs> dance I mom say, i was like um, she was remember she was on teen moms something. um i mean that's a whole other episode um i love teen mom i know dance moms i think not only was like jojo there and talked to him about mental health but from dance moms became a mega superstar mm-hmm. right like did what what people could only dream mickey mouse club could do for their kids but she was everywhere and so that pressure of not only then you know, anxiety, but then like being a lesbian and being like, how do I come out of the closet? Right. Well, right. Well, and I also think it's interesting because she, her mom has done so much, like they've done all of it together. Like, I yeah. don't know if you're watching, um, what's this show that she's on right now? Special Forces. 
or to special forces I, only if it's, it comes across like tiktok or something oh okay well on special forces she talks about how she's like never done anything without her mom yeah but it's like kind of like you know dance moms it's like right. the mom thing right. but like her and her mom just like catapulted everything right. to this but i was thinking about it yesterday when i was like thinking about what i wanted to talk about and whatever like I can imagine how hard it must have been to not only be like ridiculed by your dance teacher, but also to be like wondering about your sexuality and then like, you know, selling out hair bows at the Walmart and not being able to be like, yo guys, I'm a big lesbian with a hair bow. I mean, I'm a lesbian with a hair bow. Yeah. Like I think, I think there's a lot that goes into that because it's like when you can't fully be yourself and fully show up Mm -hmm. as yourself and not just because of... Like, she was marketed, Dance Moms was, like, unfortunately also marketed towards kids watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, there's this whole thing of, like, you not being able to come out because of that. And then being tied to, like, a like a studio like Nickelodeon or even Disney or, you know, any of those. Like, the added pressure of that. Like, they'll tell you what you can and can't do. Like, when she came out of the closet, she wasn't asked to come to the Kids' Choice Awards. You know what I mean? Like, like I that know. was the direct outcome. It's like of nineteen ninety Ellen DeGeneres show. No, a hundred percent right. Yeah. And, and 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 you know she she discusses that and what that meant to her. And it's like I don't the effect that that has. It's already hard enough for kid for kiddos out there. And God, we're talking about kids and being like you know LGBTQ plus. I'm sure we're gonna have like a fuck ton of just like absolute like alt right people just going nuts about it. But they exist. And so, like, but someone like JoJo, like, I mean, we both know what it's like to struggle with your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And we weren't on, like, fucking national television and, and superstars mm-hmm. and having the difficulty of coming out. Like, she had so much added pressure that affected her mental health astronomically because mm-hmm. when you're not able to be yourself. Well, and also I think that Dance Moms almost gave the world permission to be harsh on her. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that that, like, continues. Like... I remember I was talking about how like a lot of my patients joke with me that I'm like the lesbian whisperer because I like, you know, a lot of them come out to me. Actually, one of my patients today said to me like, "Um, I'm now gay and I'm having sex. So you're doing something right, Emery. I was like, can I put that on an actual T-shirt? Because there is no other level of success than that. And I was like, can I say that on my podcast? And she was like, yeah, if you make me that Lamictal shirt. That's so funny. I know. It was amazing. But anyways, so the lesbian whisper thing. And in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, Jojo needs like like a big lesbian to guide her. Mm-hmm. You know, like go watch the L word. Like let's <laughs> oh, learn yeah. the path, like the rite of passage, you know, like who killed Jenny? I have no idea what that is. Did you ever watch the L word? No. Are you kidding? I've never watched the L word. Stop it. I have no idea what the, I mean, I know of the show, but I never watched it. Okay. Did you watch Queer as Folk? Well, no. Uh, I, there are lesbians on that, though. I know. Like, it didn't want some, like, awards, too, and stuff, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, the first show of its kind that, like, was popular. <laughs> okay, I'll put it down on the list. I'll word. Okay. Yeah, so, like, you showed me a video of her at, like, some concert, and she's dancing, like, ridiculously. Everyone has to do something cringy. Like, I said, I was telling you before, like, I came out right before going into college and I was like, I have to do everything like hyper feminine or what I thought, you know, being gay men. And I remember like at the time, destroy my eyebrows will never be the same, just absolutely destroying them. But I feel like we all do these cringy things. We just don't have, you know, millions of people watching us do it. Mm -hmm. And she's like one of the most followed people on social media. I know she really is, but she like gets 
down in it with the fans or like even people making like negative TikToks about her and stuff. I feel like after Abby Lee Miller, like not that like she can handle anything because those comments I'm sure still hurt, but like she knows how to dish it. Right. And I mean, she's probably a bigger person than me because I'd be one of those people that's like in the last 30 seconds you spent making fun of me, I made like $1 million. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, who else? There was Maddie Zig- Ziegler mm-hmm. who like there, I, I see a lot of these on TikTok now. Because I definitely didn't watch the show like regularly season to season to season. Um, but there's like episodes that like show her having complete anxiety attacks. And she's mm-hmm. like 11. Yeah. I mean, sobbing, shaking, can't can't control, like, running yeah. up to like different adults that like she's not super familiar. Or producers. I'm like, we were okay with this? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the girls would have those episodes. And it was like, suck it up. Yeah. Like, why are you crying? Making fun of them for crying. Yeah. Like, get up there. Go on stage. Go right. go perform stone. It's... it's right. The moms usually, for the most part, were pretty receptive. It wasn't usually the moms as much, I feel. Or at least, like I said, in, in the in the full episode I've seen in some of the clips, it's it's more of like Abby Lee or the pressure of, like, just got to go out there and do it so she doesn't yell at you. Yeah. I mean, the, the moms, I think, were, like, advocates for their kids, like, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing with that is, like, they were allowing their kids to like be in that position right right 100 and and probably even like i feel like we're a product of that time right and dance moms wasn't 30 years ago i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. but it was a time where dance moms was kind of a one of the i i we're gonna say this and people are gonna put comments and please do but i feel like it was kind of one of the first of showing the kids day to day like american idol junior when it came out american idol kids i think it was called it was a competition show just of them singing for the most part like dance moms was filmed day to day of their activities and such so mm-hmm. like that was kind of like the blueprint of so much that came after and so i feel like maybe if those moms know what they know now so so many of these girls have come out since then to be like this is what the show did to us i mean my god there was a pyramid of like who was the best mm-hmm. of that week and like openly like i mean i don't think we shouldn't be honest with children, but in such a horrific way that just is completely beating them down. Right, right. And I mean, I think the biggest problem was the suppression of emotions. Oh my God, yeah. You know, I mean... A hundred percent. It was like, you know, get through the song or get through the dance or, or don't talk back or to, to, to Abby because she'll be mad. Now, don't talk back as of mm-hmm. respect. It's like, we just don't need an explosion. You know what I mean? Right, right, um, right. Well, and it's also like an expression of societal gender roles too, right? Because like, look at their costumes, look at their makeup, look at their ponytail. Remember when Jojo cut her hair? Yeah. And it was like a huge incident. She got screamed at for it. Yeah. Like, and then she got extensions. Yeah. To be honest, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's this thing. And right. And I think that says a lot too, of like when she, like the power that this pony, like super slicked ponytail to the side had and like to give yourself the autonomy to, to like break away from this idea that people thought you were maybe that held some like trauma and like cut your hair and be i mean those ponytails are painful i can't like imagine. i tried to do my hair like that tonight while you were in the, your last appointment and i was like my head hurts we're gonna go with the lip pony i can't i i did i had my hair um braided into a uh extended ponytail for uh tarzan i was the leopard in it so it was supposed to like be an abstract tail or whatever the pain of oh, yeah. that was just horrific. I'm like, I don't wish this on anyone. We also like to talk about like, how it relates to us now, right? And I think in a lot of ways, what we're seeing is that anyone at any given time with a phone can then now replicate 
John and Kate plus eight or dance moms because there's so many parents that aren't even just like um, a one off. Like they're making entire TikTok, Instagram, YouTube channels based off their children's lives. Uh-huh. That's not produced. I mean, I mean, it's produced by the parents, but it's not like produced, written, like the whole thing. It is way more intimate because it's like mom and camera and yep. there. And I feel like when there is a success of that, right, being able to monetize off of you doing and producing it versus like being on Dance Moms, like you're making an astronomical way more money doing it yourself and then, you know, mom or dad posting it on YouTube than going through a production company. So when you have that added pressure of like, oh my God, we made a million dollars this year on YouTube, like it's like, can the kid even realistically tell you they don't want to do it when they know that so much of the financial resources is on them Uh and that's an extreme side right like that's channels there's also everyday kids that Uh are just posted online on or they post themselves or they post themselves yeah we Uh talked about that like at 14 Uh do you really know where your digital footprints go in I mean, when I was 14, I was still, like, pretending I was a cheetah at the zoo during recess. Um, Absolutely. I did not grow out of imaginative playing yeah. for a very long time. No. No, like, no. We were talking about it. I was right on my Zanga. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Listen, I had a live journal and a Zanga, and I don't even remember how I decided which one I wrote in on which day, but please no one ever find those. We lived in a time where in the 90s, I feel like we had locked journals, like little key lock journals that oh, we wanted no sure. one to read. And that was like, like you know, like you'd yell at somewhere. It was a huge deal if you let someone read your journal. Mm-hmm. And then 2000s happened, and we were just willfully putting shitty fonts out there, these wild colored like text, and just journaling online for anyone to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's I don't we I would like write about no. fights that I have with my friends. Oh, and I was naming names. Oh, me too. I was not sitting there coding it. Sure. I wasn't one of my followers. No. No. If I was pissed, you knew. Mm-hmm. At 14, it meant something. For At sure. 30 fucking two, if you found my Zanga, mm-hmm. I would be mortified. I have to confess, a couple years ago, I found my Zanga. Wow. Yeah, it's because one of my best friends passed away when he was, well, he was 20 and I was 18, and he used to comment on my Zanga. So I was like, I'm going to find those comments, and, you know, it's going to be, like, so beautiful. I'm going to be like, oh, like, messages from the grave. Um, It was so embarrassing that I, like, couldn't even treasure his comments because I was like, like, Faulkner, I love you, but we were cringe city. Wait, why could you find your Zanga? If you don't, is it like, did I delete my Zanga? I mean, you could probably still get into I it. Don't really know. Oh wait, no, no, no. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I remember they like got rid of the Zanga website oh, a couple years ago. I can't. Yeah, and then they got rid of Live Journal before that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure, that one's. Yeah. Like, I one time many years ago found out how to get back on my MySpace, and I was like, <laughs> we were literally just ranking top eights out there, like it was no one's business. Oh. I remember I could not wait to get my Penn State email address so I could sign up for a Facebook. 
Oh, yeah, because you had to have a college account. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember you could, like, delete someone's wall? So, yes. like, you could have, like, 200 things on your wall, and I could come in, delete the whole thing, and be like, haha, Mr. Williams, now no one knows you. Yeah. It was the Wild West. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to just... And, like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this. I think maybe because of us growing up in the era where all of this shit was taking off, and, like, we, we, we could go back, you know, even... 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and see some of these cringe photos or cringe mm-hmm. things that we had posted and been like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, we might understand a little bit more that shit's forever, but right. like... Were you in college when Juicy Campus was around? The fuck? I don't know what that is. Okay, this is a great example of like all of this that we're talking about, like how it, it goes on. So Juicy Campus was essentially a website and like each college would like have their own site and it was basically like an anonymous message board. Right. Where it would be like Greek life, you know, like lacrosse, whatever. And yeah. there were like different like subheadings underneath all of them. Um, and obviously at Penn State, there's like 10 bajillion people. Like everyone's like, Juicy Campus, woo. Um, and I was president of the Panhellenic Council at the time, which is like the governing body of all the sororities. So. Like, there was a post about me. I will literally never forget this in my life. And the post was like, she looks like a man and has thunder thighs. And everyone can see this. Everyone can see this. Wait, it got better. So then the Daily Collegian, which is the newspaper at Penn State, called me. And they were like, "Um, we're writing a story about Juicy Campus, um, you know, and the post that was written about you. And, like, want to get your comment. I was like, so you're going to post that I look like a man of thunder thighs in the Daily Collegian as an example of what's going on on Juicy Campus. Like, I don't want to be the example. Uh, no, sir. This is wild to me that, like, it, it's, not, it's not even Gossip Girl. That's just mean shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I, like, you, you can put something out there and have no idea how it's going to affect mm-hmm. someone. I'm pretty sure that probably affected you. Absolutely. In the sense of like giving you anxiety and big, oh my God, is this what people are thinking? Right. I mean, I literally have not worn lipstick since. That's terrible. I know. I'm trying to think of like, Mickey Mouse Club would be a good example, right? Above Juice even. Mm-hmm. Let's use the, the, the old, the older kid reality shows, right? You couldn't really comment anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, That's if, a good point. If you wanted to hear people who were talking shit about you, the show had to make the tabloids, which these really weren't. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a YouTube. There was there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a a space then. Maybe like an AOL chat room, but like that wouldn't have been what it was used for. Yeah. Like so, I can't imagine now being on a reality show as a kid and being able to see a clip from it on TikTok and read just foul things about you as a kid like like the things people say, say about the, like how oh this kid's ugly or this kid's that I'm like oh I'm I'm too fucking sensitive oh my gosh I, seriously oh my god uh, I mean I could say a million things about all of these people about Jojo whatever like if I was Jojo I would be like stuck in my room reading every comment that anyone yeah. ever all 40 million of my followers I'd be like oh my god I just didn't like, I don't, I don't know how you just cope no. with that. And I think it's because, like, everything is so, like, people's lives, everything is so out there, right? And so, like, the amount of kids that I have talked to who are, have anxiety over, like, social media or, um, 
because so-and-so deleted them or they read this about them or someone commented this or someone took a really unflattering photo and thought it made it like a meme or spur around the school. It's like, I don't think we're understanding like the anxiety that kids are having now. And I just like, like I said, like we're talking about children anxiety and we're using the idea of TV shows as a way of something we all can understand immediately. And then kind of like pull back and say like, this is happening on social media when you, when you're posting like, and I'm not saying that parents shouldn't post pictures of their kids, right? I'm just like, are you mindful of what you're doing? Is it a, are you on a private Facebook? Why are you sharing the photo? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't ever want to condemn a parent for, for sharing a photo of their child. Like if, you know, but like I talked about at the beginning of the school year, like the parents who, the kids are holding up, like I go to Bob Miller elementary school and I'm in Mrs. Johnson's class. I'm in fourth grade. This is my full name. This is my favorite thing. Like you were like, for us being so nervous about children and their safety, like you're giving so much information mm-hmm. out. And I don't think parents understand one, the dangers of like doing that. Um, I don't think they don't realize like it's not only the double whammy of like the safety thing, but also like you're giving information out about your child that they're not fully consenting to. When I was full time in the classroom, I remember I was being like super mindful of I'm not going to condemn anyone from doing it. I just want them to think about it. But like teachers that record their students and they're like, well, the parents said it's OK. Do the parents know what that means though do the kids know what that means like that you're blasting out to however you know many followers you have like i was so careful i never shot anything in my classroom i never shot anything with a student in it and i i i I never like even their voices couldn't be in it because like yep their parents might have been 100 percent like thought it was a funny idea and they loved it but like it never felt good to me Uh right like and and it that felt so like i was exploiting them i just i it never felt good to me and that's such a smaller level than a tv show but i can't imagine after seeing these girls talk on dance moms about what that did for their mental health mm-hmm. what does everyday social media or posting or being out there do yeah well and i think it's also important to look at the other side of it too like i think sometimes with some of these individuals like particularly like chloe or Jojo, who've come out to be like openly gay, lesbian, queer, etc. Like, I think there are other kids that look at that and are like, well, if Jojo can do it, then I can do it. Yeah. Right. I'm sure that's happened a lot too. Yeah. You know, but it's also at the expense of her own mental health. Right. And, and the ridicule of different hate groups or what, you know what I mean? Like that... every relationship being like blasted. Right. Online, every forum possible and well and kids seen that too right so not only are we talking about the anxiety of like what jojo or whoever is going through but then kids seeing people's response to that isn't always a healthy thing Mm -hmm. right because like people kids seeing that jojo or any you know young person getting hate um for being silly or being gay or being whatever and them internalizing that being like oh my god i guess i shouldn't do this this or this like I don't know, I, like, what exactly pinpointing, like, is causing this anxiety, mm-hmm. this up, huge upspike of anxiety in children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I think at the end of the day, like, the message needs to be kids need to express their feelings and have a space to express their feelings, yeah. whether they're anxious, angry, sad, happy. You know, like, we need to be encouraging these feelings to come out yeah. instead of the whole, like, suck it up. It's, I think it's encouraging them to come out, not telling them to suck it up, and doing it in a space that isn't exploiting the child in that moment. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like being a not telling a kid to like suck it up and like allowing them to like feel what they're feeling, I think is good when they don't have to worry about a camera being in their face or like be uploaded to YouTube or like, you know, Barbara's upset with me because she can't go to the dance. So I took this funny picture. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. When we're able to like fully be ourselves and not have to worry about like the ridicule of like the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know if that is some of it. I mean, kids are always everything's online now for them. Oh yeah, everything. And sometimes I think about like, oh, I would never care about that now. Like if someone wrote what was written on Juicy Campus about me, but like I probably would. Like if someone was in the comments, like you still look like a man with thunder thighs, I'd probably be like, oh. I'm telling you, I'm 32 and and read comments like that and it still affects me yeah and i'm an adult and like have every mental health resources available to me Mm -hmm. i'm a therapist as well Mm -hmm. and that shit still affects me i don't think it ever wouldn't i think you can sit there and be like i don't read them but like even if it's something you're very like it can be something i feel so good about myself and if one person comments and i'm like i doubt if i should feel good about that Mm -hmm. granted I was a kid with anxiety like I mean I think that um the girls on dance moms that have come out saying that they have anxiety now my hope is that we can make mental health visible enough that if there were to be another dance moms type show like those are topics that can be talked about yeah right yeah and I think also like really having the kids understand because we're not going to I don't think we'll ever stop a time where there's not children in TV or reality shows Mm -hmm. but I think that having mental health workers there that can really as best to their ability help the child understand what it means for them to be on this show and that like there's going to be you know good positives and negatives about it Mm -hmm. especially nowadays when you can read comments about yourself like really allow the child to know that if you there's podcasts with like christine christy carlson romano that was on even stevens and like a bunch of disney stars and they talk about what it was like to be a child celebrity you Mm -hmm. know um i think like if children are going to be visible on media in any sense like that it's like important that they have the resources then to -hmm. help them when Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of celebrities honestly don't. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's that whole like suck it up, stop crying mentality that like you don't have time. You just like move on to the next thing. But I don't know that like the level of therapy and insight building and like, you know, resources that are available, like they're utilizing. Well, I'm not a celebrity at all. I can say from someone okay. who's someone who's bottom barrel like of any recognition. Um, I think there's a few things that go into that. I think one is like the guilt of having a privilege and then feeling mm-hmm. guilty about that privilege because there's something, you know, like, oh, I'm really um, overwhelmed because I can't go to Target without being noticed. So I feel like I have to doll myself up to go out. Like people would probably smack you for saying that, but like, after a while, it wears on you and to the point where you're like, well, I'm just not going to go out anymore, mm-hmm. you know, or like finding a therapist. But, you know, is that therapist truly ethical? Because is, a th- is that therapist going to break their ethics, pay whatever fine they have to so they can write a tell book, you know, if you passed away or whatever. Like think about all these celebrities who have passed away and they're, 
you know, fucking doctors start to be like, well, I gave him the medicine and, and Michael Jackson, like, it was just like Michael Jackson's doctor exploited mm. the fuck out of him when he died. So mm-hmm. I think it's some of it's also like a trust thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of it's like this, this weird feeling of like guilt of like, should I, sh- am I allowed to be upset about this? Because this seems like privileged problems to have. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, it took me a while to go to therapy. And like I said, I can't imagine what it means, what it would mean to be an actual like celebrity that has like worldwide recognition because I had a hard enough time with two and a half million followers doing it. I can't imagine what it's like to be a superstar. I mean, I've worked with some celebrities before and it's pretty like astounding. Like when you're visualizing them, like just as your client the dichotomy between like the celebrity life and like dealing with mental illness as like a real person. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. And like, I had to separate, like they were completely separate in my brain. Like, and it was very hard for me to go in between like the patient struggling that I knew and everything else going on over here. And that's an adult. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's it. That's an adult. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how kids do that. Yeah. Because a lot of times when the kids are out of it, they still have to go to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I don't think there's like... I don't even know if there's like a, 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 a solution um, or like a like a, like a a call to action mm-hmm. for the episode other than just like one looking... Acknowledging and validating the pressures that kids are under now and the fact that it's like every single child has the opportunity to have a reality show because they all have access to social media. Mm-hmm. And also like they understand that like I couldn't operate like that as a kid. Well, I mean, I think the takeaway is about like allowing children to live authentically, right? Yeah. Like have their own decision making about things that are going to affect them as adults in yeah. the future, or at least participate in the decision making. Yes. But I think the number one hands down thing is to give them a space to express their feelings and ensure that they know that it's okay to express them. Yeah. Cause had that happened in dance moms, like, yep. you know, things might've been different. Like the Bobo might've come off sooner. A hundred percent. The Bobo might've come off sooner. There might've been therapy sooner for a lot of these. Right. Right. Girls, like but... lesbians can still be dancers. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like let these children be authentic to who they are give them a safe place to to be who they are and also like teach them that they have autonomy control over their own beings and let them make the decisions of like if they don't want to do it don't want to do the show don't want to do the dance don't want to do toddlers and tiaras don't want to do summer camp at bug Mm -hmm. juice like give them the space and the courage and the ability to just say no or to do like a badass indigo girls dance you know yeah i I love that there literally no one listening to this is going to know who the Indigo Girls are. But but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the episode. I think I, I love that we yeah talked about this. I feel like there's a thousand different directions too where like this one podcast could go. Oh, for sure. You know, like this this one episode c- could go to us talking about social media to us talking about who killed John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey episode. Like I, I so I I like that. Like the the conversations are so much like anyone can relate to that there's like everyone I feel like has stake in the conversation yeah and now that we finally put an episode out (laughs) I know I had lots of comments today from patients like oh this resonated with me or that resonated with me and I was like cool I love that yeah so 
comment. Let us know what you want to see in an episode. You know, what 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 sounds good, what looks good to you. Let us know who you think killed John Bonet. We love if 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 the the weekly therapy is the podcast that cracks the case, guys. Oh my gosh. The tea. I the, would... I'll be I'll be gooped and gagged. Oh my god. Nothing better. Nothing. Make my life. <laughs> we will see you next week for another fun episode and spilling the tea for you, babes. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.